0: You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of The One Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and All That, Brandon Bishop. I played basketball this morning, that's how I'm going to start this, I played basketball this morning, not on a team, not against anybody, but basketball nonetheless, I went to Target, bought a basketball. I didn't just get like one of those $10 basketballs either or $15 basketballs. I went out there and I got the $40 basketball. I I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it lasts longer. Maybe it bounces better. Maybe it's easier to shoot. Maybe it's uh, easier on the hands. I don't know the difference between a, a $15 basketball and a $39 basketball. I, I don't know. I guess I could have bought one of each. And then had a control and you know checked them both out at the same time. I don't like basketball. <laughs> I haven't, I have not watched a basketball game or cared about basketball whatsoever since the Pistons were doing their bad boys gimmick back in the late eighties, early nineties. I, I honestly hate basketball. I, I, I honestly don't like any sports anymore. I'm the fans have ruined it for me. Yes, probably some of you out there have ruined it for me just by your overbearance, just by your fanaticism. It's not I can't get into it anymore. I used to be such a big Red Wings fan, like in the early 90s as well. Like uh, there was a time I I may have mentioned this on an episode before, but there was a time like. And here comes Marcy J. Cat. She will be my co-host for the evening because she will meow in the background. I'm doing this from the home office, so there's not much I can do about it, man. It's, it's just going to be in there. She lives here. She can meow if she wants to. Uh, but I'm not going to get into cat material here. But there was a time in Detroit, I remember it was a bunch of us who we went to the uh, Joe Lewis Arena to watch the Red Wings during a playoff game, too. Uh, at that point of my life, I think it was the most... Expensive thing I've ever bought, like with my own money, like I just got a ticket or my friend had tickets and I bought one from him. Uh, there was like six or seven of us. A lot of them were like biker guys, like Detroit vigilante type biker guys. Um, and an and side story before I get to the incident of my f- sports fanaticism, radical uh, stupidity. It. it <laughs> Radical stupidity to the backdrop of a hockey team uh, fandom. It Just dumb shit I did here. And it wasn't even me that started it, but I definitely didn't stop it. And I definitely parched hooks. Anyways, I'll get to that in a second. But um, the hell was I doing? Where was I going to go with that? <laughs> <I> completely. <laughs> <coughs> oh my goodness. I got a tickle in my throat and I completely just brain farted. I was going to go off on a little sidebar let's, let's, let's rewind it real quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate sports. And then there was the, uh, Oh, the, the biker gang. Yeah. The vigilantes in Detroit, man. They, I, I used to manage a band and. In Detroit, and by manage, I use that term loosely I used to get them shows at the, all the nightclubs in town Because I had connections with all the nightclubs uh, For a nice little percentage I um, There was a band called Siren And I was good friends with uh, I, I don't even know how we all met I just think I saw them And the singer Steve uh, Peroni Was just menacingly vicious on vocals On top of that, he will kill you if you pissed him off or fucked with his friends or any of that stuff. So he was like my little guardian angel, and and he kind of, I wasn't in this biker group. I didn't even have a motorcycle for the most part. Someone gave me one for a minute, and it broke down, and I never got to, I just left it. Like I didn't pay for it, so I was like, fuck it, it's just there, if someone wants it, come get it. And this is before cell phones and internet where you could just put a Craigslist ad or a Facebook market ad and say, hey, anybody want to buy a bike for parts? But uh, this vigilantes group, man, uh, my best friend in the band was Jim Allen. He was the bass player. He was actually my roommate for about a year in this house before he moved out and forgot to tell the landlord that I was staying. And then uh, I wake up on my couch one day with a, a painting crew in my living room going, what are you doing here? Another sidebar, though, but these these guys really took care of me. If anybody ever messed with me, especially Steve, would I, I, I want to say kill them? But I he he's since passed away. I, he had all kinds of health issues and got in a car accident, I believe, and uh, died of a heart attack. And he was, you know, he was doing drugs <laughs> every day. I look back at my life in Detroit and go, I don't know how I got out of there without just being a, a complete drug head and how I got out of their period I joined the army so that's you know a good way to do it going from being a a rock and roll guy in Detroit to uh, <laughs> being nobody in the army it was a uh, I should talk about that again I think I've mentioned that in the past but we should uh, definitely cover that again it was it was a culture shock it was a big one I've had a lot of those in my life but that was probably the biggest uh anyways back to the <laughs> sports fandom guy that I used to be with the Red Wings and uh, please don't like reach out and be like Red Wings suck. I like my team better. That right there is why I hate sports now. I don't, I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> I don't care about how much you love it. You know what really killed it was living here in Colorado, because Bronco fans are bad. They just like my. I love my friend Dean. Like Danger Dean, he was a radio DJ here now. Uh, he was a ring announcer for us uh, Asylum Championship Wrestling when I was promoting that and owning that company. And then I helped train him into becoming a wrestler, and he's still wrestling today out in Seattle. I love him to death. But his sports fandom, I think he's kind of the main reason I just stopped. He's, his Bronco fanaticism was just... Like, he would cry when the Broncos lost. Like, cry. I'm like, come on, Dean. What are, you, what are you doing, man? Like, I remember one time we were riding to a wrestling event together, and he was driving in this little tiny Scion that I think I actually sold him uh, when I used to sell cars like 15 or 10 years ago, however long it's been. And son of a bitch, man, I didn't think we'd make it because he was so freaking pissed off. I don't know if we were going or coming back from it, but... He was so pissed off. I couldn't even talk to the guy. I'm like, this is one of my best friends here. I want to talk to you and, you know, hang out, have a nice little road trip. But I, I couldn't because his whole demeanor was just ruined and just awful. I hated being in the car with him. It like, God forbid the other team score. He just, like, what is going on with this? And anyways, back to Detroit. I remember we all had Red Wings jerseys on. I don't even really remember who was in the little group that we were there. I'm sure it was a uh, musicians in Detroit related type of thing, but we went to a taco bell that wasn't too far away. Red Wings won; they beat the Phoenix coyotes and I think it was like a first round playoff game. Uh, keep in mind, this is like, like mid nineties. So I ugh, couldn't tell you exacts anymore. I've since purged such information, but uh, yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> we went to this Taco Bell and we got like a, way too many tacos between like the five or six of us. I just remember like there's like three or four trays of just tacos and burritos and whatever it was. And uh there was these two guys there, like just you know guys probably back then were my age now in their forties or whatever, minding their own business, but they had Phoenix Coyotes jerseys on. Well, the people that I was with this couldn't have that. So they started unwrapping their tacos like from, I don't know, two tables away. They were still standing. And then they start pelting these poor guys <laughs> with these crispy and crispy tacos and bean burritos and just every cheap thing on the menu that we ordered. And these guys were, just they stood up until they realized that there was like a lot of beef, like throwing beef at them it was so stupid. I would never, and then, of course I join in because oh, I got to be cool. I was in my early twenties, like I got to be cool and fit in with the crowd. Uh, but I would never imagine doing something like that or hang out with people that would. And there's still people out there that are so wrapped up in sports, and it, it's such a divisive thing. And and yes, it's fun. I like a good football game. I I just I'm I'm from Detroit, though. I mean, I, I what am I gonna watch? The Lions, <laughs> come on. The Lions have one of the original eight football teams, and they've never been to a Super Bowl. They've it just makes no sense. They've never really been to the top four, like maybe once or twice. It's embarrassing to be a Lions fan, and it's disheartening. And the same with the Red Wings lately, same with the Pistons, and I don't even follow the Tigers. I just don't care anymore. I don't even know where I was, how this started up. I just can't, this topic. It's not on my list here. It's, Oh, I played basketball today. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. I bought the ball. Like I said, and I went to a little court here down the street in the park. And I, I'm such a grumpy ass old man that I had to find a basketball court in a park that was away from houses because I remember when I had my house, there was a basketball, actually, no, there was like a a kid with a basketball hoop in a driveway, like seven houses down. But every time that ball would hit the pavement or that concrete, it'd make that. And that is that sharp ass sound. I told you many times I've got this like audio sensory issue where I can't accept things like loud chewing or slurping or high-pitched S's and people lisping. And bouncing of the basketball is repeatedly for hours will kill me. And I don't want to be responsible just in case there's other people out there like me that happen to be by. So I I drove around all morning. I dropped my kid off at, what, 7.20 this morning at school. And I just drove around with this basketball going, "I want to play the basketball," and I finally found a park which was really close to my house well, and there was no houses around, so I wasn't in danger of and there was nobody playing there or anything that early, so I found a nice little spot and I think I'm gonna do that uh like all the time now, and here's something that's even dumber um <laughs> ever since I was just a wee little kid i would I made up. <laughs> This is, this is all you need to know about me right here. Um, if, if you give a shit, I used. To, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm not a big fan of sports anymore, but I'm still a big fan of having like sports teams, like all these different like logos and colors and the names and and the jersey, just things like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of marketing and promotional stuff and just seeing all the different the different brands that are within a league. I think that's awesome. So I'd always like make up my own teams for whatever. And I can't, I made up a game called Slam ball. And I know someone's gonna listen to this and they're gonna copyright it and they're gonna go off and make billions of dollars. Uh, you need a basketball hoop, you need a a basketball. or I mean, you could even do it with like a nerf thing on your door or something. It doesn't doesn't matter. It's just there's there's little rules like you have to have three uh, three point shots. And the rest are worth two point. It's just like this intricate thing where I came up with all these teams, all these different, I was always the Detroit diesel for some reason. And (laughs) I can, I can just hear you guys clicking off like every, just clicking off the podcast. Like we've probably started off with about a thousand, like usually. And right now I'm probably at about, I don't know, 400 and thank you to each one of you, 400 people. It's just, uh, it's just a stupid game I made up, and I'd come, I'd make schedules, like, and I'd still do that to this day. It just keeps it interesting. I need to make exercise interesting for me. I am not in great shape right now, and I hate to admit that to everybody, but it's the truth. I have to do something. When I was younger, I would just go for a run, man. I'd run for two to five miles. Just however much time I had that morning, I'd go for a run. I'd put on headphones and run around the park ten times, and it was no problem. That was ten years ago when I got down to, like, 196 pounds. Now? (laughs) Shit, man. I I can run maybe about two miles. I can still do that, but I'm dead. And then my hip hurts for a week. It's it's just, you know, I'm not weak. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm just, you get older, man. It's, it's your bones, you know, it's your bones, your muscles. They just start wearing down, brother. There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter if I was a freaking bodybuilder or I was in the best shape of my life. Something can go wrong. Your heart can just say, nope, I'm done. So I like playing basketball by myself I don't like people being around me I don't like even people being within a mile of me when I'm playing basketball because I am terrible but it's still fun I got a lot of exercise today my whole body's sore I broke a nice sweat and I had a great time doing it so it's just little stuff like this if I can make up little schedules I got like a hundred games I do like nine at a time like basically the, the, the premise of slam ball is to get to 21 before your other team and I'm both teams by the way but I don't cheat and let myself win like literally i'm two and six right now i suck against myself in a game that i made up (laughs) what Why am i even telling you this i'm just kind of giving you a little glimpse you're listening to something called the brandon bishop podcast so i'm giving you a little glimpse about this guy named brandon bishop but today is actually the first day and i'm struggling right now so i'm welcoming the distraction of doing this podcast it's the first day i'm going uh Not exactly vegan, even though today's pretty much been vegan, uh, definitely vegetarian. I'm not I'm just cutting out all meats. I'm cutting out all refined uh, salt, which is my main nemesis. And it's the main nemesis for most people. But it's not advertised as a main nemesis by any means. Uh, I'm cutting out all unnatural sugar. Uh, The only sugar I'll get is from fruit. Uh, It's literally fruit and vegetables is what I'm doing. And um, little things like tofu, which I do enjoy. If you cook, if you fry it up nicely in some coconut oil, it's fantastic. I got some beans and stuff, so I'll be farting all week. But it's a uh, it's time, man. It's just, oh, damn. it's been time for a long time. But I'm one of those assholes where I get busy, or I just don't. I don't start. I have to be in a zone to keep doing this stuff. Like when I was vegan last time. I was vegan for about a year and you couldn't get me at gunpoint. You couldn't get me to put a piece of animal in my mouth, not even butter, not milk, not anything animal related. I would not touch it until I had that miserable fallout in a (laughs) Mexican buffet in Roswell, New Mexico. I've talked about that. Um, (coughs) It's just a. I don't know how else to do this, man. I've done all the fads and I have failed at all the fads. I can't stick to them. They're not sustainable for me to do. I I've done all the workout stuff. I'm not the guy that can get to a gym every single day. Like someone like Mike Bennett, who I consider a dear friend, I respect so much because he can, and he looks forward to it. And he kills himself in the gym and he comes out and he looks like a billion dollars I don't really want to look like a billion dollars, maybe, you know, 87,000 would be nice, but I, I don't uh, have that in me. I'm not that that gym guy. I'm not the muscle guy. I'm a thinker. I'm not saying that these people are dumb. I'm just saying I I, I thrive when I'm creating like things or filming things or doing TV shows. And, you know, my genetics aren't also in the best place either. I'm, I come from a family of not the most healthy people in the world, and that's not an excuse, it's the truth. Look it up, man. It's science. Some family lines are just not meant to be Charles Atlas, and I'm in one of them, and that's fine. My mom struggles to lose weight, she just lost 40 pounds over the last six months. She's amazing, and I'm so proud of her. But it's my time, I need to get I'm about 260 right now, which is just way too many, too much of a person. Don't be so much of a person, like shrink, shrinky dink time, and I got to lose that. 45 to 50 pounds I have to so I'm gonna give myself a a kickstart and am I gonna stay vegan I don't know I doubt it but I'm gonna that's a good kickstart for me and if I can just go out and play basketball for an hour and uh, just walk around and do some shopping and some thrift shops or something which I enjoy doing and next thing you know I got 5000 steps on you know just in a couple hours it's that's that's the kind of stuff that can keep me motivated and keep me accountable and keep it fun and that's what I really have to do. So, um, today's been a good start. I think I've, uh, I wore my body out. I haven't played basketball in God, like a decade. Uh, so that was a lot of exercise and then I've been eating perfectly today. So I just, uh, have to keep it going. So if you see me posting <laughs> videos or pictures of, uh, the worst food in the world, then by all means call me out and, uh, Keep me accountable. I'd appreciate it. What else are we doing here? I am uh, I got these things in the mail today. <laughs> have you people ever heard of muscles? Not like the kind in your body, but like muscles. Like they're little action figure wrestling guys from the 80s. I have all of them. I only collect the pink ones. I don't care about the purple and the red and all the different colors that they came out with. I only carry the pink ones, and I love these little things. I've had them literally since the 80s. I'd, I didn't just start collecting them recently. You know, I've had the same ones in a blue Walmart bag with a big smiley face on the side, which also is a, probably a collector's item in its own right. But I'm in this, like, online – I collect the dumbest shit. I'm going to get to that in a second. But I, I just, like, saw something on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's a little group for people that collect these little muscle guys. So I click on it and I join the group and then it's like a thousand people are like filling up my stuff. I might have to get out of the group. It's just too much. I, uh, (laughs) but I just like, I cleaned them all up because they survived the two fires actually that I had in Oklahoma city got like a decade and a half ago. And, uh, actually more than that, probably 20 years ago. And I, uh, I still have them and I put them in the bathtub with some Dawn soap and I'm trying to clean them up like a, like a baby bird like that got caught in an oil spill or something. I uh, didn't even know that they came out with newer ones, which are like WWE ones. Like um, I just got these today. Like Literally, I got four packages of them. They got Mean Gene Oakland, which is awesome. Doesn't look anything like Mean Gene at all. Uh, <laughs> that really doesn't look like Mean Gene. I know it's supposed to be, but it's that doesn't look like Mean Gene. Jake the Snake... I mean, these things are awesome. Uh, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog, Rick Flair, Ted DiBiase, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, The Iron Sheik, and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. These things are so cool, man. They don't kind of match up with the old ones, which is kind of a bummer. I wish they would have kept them a little more uniform. I guess it's probably a different company by now. I mean, you're talking, what, 30, 40 years ago. But it's really cool. I just like getting little stuff in the mail, and you can learn a lot by your uh, Amazon, like either wish list or recently purchased list. Like I'm so excited I got new Tupperware. Like that's that's like an old person thing. Like when I was you know collecting these little muscle guys uh, back in the '80s like you if you told me that i'd be excited that i ordered new tupperware with like the clamping like seals and stuff like that or the the clamping lids i'd been like that's ridiculous I, I don't care about it's not it's not even tupperware it's just some brand of what do you call that like storage you know whatever food storage plastic thingies it's freaking tupperware um and i ordered these things that uh these little scrubby pads that you can clean dishes with that that don't like s- scratch your pans and stuff. Cause I got all new pans and I don't want them scratched, but I found this, it's called uh, the mother scrubber or a scrub mother. Get those. They're awesome. I found one in Los Angeles at the hotel. They had it sitting in the little kitchen area of the hotel and I took it because they want you to take things in a hotel. Otherwise they throw them away, but I took it and, uh, It's called Scrub Mother. They got Scrub Daddy and they got Scrub Mother. I like the Mother ones better. But that thing lasted me a year. Yes, I would clean it. I'd put it in a dishwasher. I'd rinse it out. I'd microwave it to disinfect it, whatever. But it lasted forever, and it held its shape. So I bought a six-pack of those, and these are even thicker and better. So I'm, like, all excited about a scrubby pad and some uh, Ziploc and these little muscle guys. And you could tell a lot, like I said. Let me go into my little Amazon Fire. Amazon Fire, that's not what it is at all. The Amazon uh, Orders, okay. Oh, I got my ringer on. That's uh, bad news. I ordered a sign. S- <laughs> this is supposed to be coming in either today or it says, oh, it's not out for delivery, but. It's a sign. I, I, I have the weirdest bathroom ever. I have 10 signs all over there. Not the number 10, but like T-I-N uh, metal signs and stuff hanging all over the place. It's a picture of Stevie Wonder playing an Atari 2600. <laughs> it's an Atari ad that actually ran. And it said, if I could play video games, you bet I would be Atari. You you bet it would be Atari. And it's literally a picture of Stevie Wonder who, if you don't know, is blind and he's got a controller in his hand, and he's just looking off into the... It's so screwed up, man. <laughs> but it's great. So, of course, I had to order that, because yeah, I'm an asshole. Uh, what else have I ordered here? There's my Tupperware. There's my Scrub Mothers. There's my Fly Trap for Fruit Flies, which I'm looking at right now. It's all lit up purple, and the flies go in there, and they go zip, and it get sucked right down into a sticky pad. It's pretty awful. Uh... There's a Renee Paquette's book, messy in the kitchen, bunch of metal signs, bunch of stuff for my mom. Oh, and high tie honey butter chip, the big size, uh, they're potato chips. I can't have those anymore ever again, probably, but they're the best potato chips in the world. Honey butter chips by H I H A I T A I. It's the best potato chip. I found them in, uh, Las Vegas of all places when we were filming a thing with Ricky out there for that Vegas show and I just fell in love with these potato chips so I had to order them and I ordered like 3 bags and they they didn't last like 15 minutes I don't think I think I ate all of them but anyways uh man you know it's been a weird uh it's been a weird couple of weeks and weird in a lot of different ways I've been uh repairing some old bridges burnt. um I guess I can talk about. Them. <coughs> Excuse me, I do have a tickle on my throat. I wasn't just saying that. It's not you know I'm not dying. It's just a little cough. I got a little dry throat. I uh, wasn't smart enough to bring a water or my normal coffee with me because I already had two cups today. And if I have three, then, uh, yeah, I'll have an iguana head popping out of my butthole. And nobody needs that. Nobody needs that in their life while they're trying to accomplish something like this um, world-renowned award-winning podcast called the Brandon Bishop Podcast, which at this point I probably have six people listening to at that point. And, And that's fine. I love the six of you. It's OK. We got a interview a little bit later and uh, I haven't confirmed it yet, so I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I'm going to make you wait. Uh, then again, it's probably in the title of the show, so it's not a big freaking surprise if it happens. If it doesn't happen, then it wasn't never meant to be. And I'll just call some random person and pretend that's the interview I was supposed to have. So there you go. You'll never know. Nonetheless. But anyways, I've been repairing some bridges Um lately. And that's a wonderful thing for me. Like this year I got to connect with my daughter who I never met, uh, connected with her last year. We got to hang out, uh, several times. We got to go on some road trips together and go down to tombstone, Arizona and Phoenix and hung out in Detroit a little bit. She came here and stayed with me for a week and a half. It's, it's been great. She's amazing. And, uh, it's like I've said before, you're living in a house, you're comfortable you think, you know, every inch of it, you don't really need anything else, but then you move a bookcase and there's a whole nother beautiful room there. And then she's got a son who's my grandson. I know that's crazy, but, um, you move another, you know, bookcase and there's this other little room there and it's just, now you're comfortable with that. So it's, uh, unexpected and I always kind of knew, but didn't have any whatsoever, uh, concrete evidence of such, but here we are now, so uh, she's going through some stuff right now, and I'm obviously going to be here for her, and uh, everyone's going through some stuff right now, seriously, like, all my best friends and everybody I love are either sick or in legal trouble, or they're going through divorces, or, you know, uh, there's that old song where it's, you've got your troubles, I've got mine. It's true, though. Everyone's going through something. So that's why I live my life, trying to be respectful to everybody. Smile big when you're talking to the person at the restaurant. Uh, when you're talking to the self-checkout person at Target, just say something nice and just a little, tell a joke. I don't know, damn it. Just don't ride people's asses. Don't do 75 and a 35. Don't smoke out in front of entrances. Don't thump your shitty, shitty bass noise from your car in residential areas, these are just little things, little things that just show respect to the rest of the world, because if that person's being respectful, and that person's being respectful, and that person's being respectful, guess what, that shit spreads like a goddamn virus, so, and speaking of spreading like a virus, here's a little negativity for you. I'm going to keep this upbeat, I really, I'm going to try to keep this upbeat, I think, uh, I've done a lot of bitching on this podcast. I think I've bitched about everything I need to bitch about. I've reiterated some of the bitching, but here's a little bitching for you. It's uh i <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Everybody in my family's vaccinated. My son, who's, you know, barely turning 14 and two months is vaccinated. Nothing has happened to any of us. Nothing has happened to anyone period outside of a very small allergy cases. And They didn't die. You know what I mean? It's uh, nobody raises fusses about hospitals that mandate their employees to be to get the flu vaccination. When I worked at a hospital, I had to get a flu shot. It's the last one I've had. And that's the first one I had since the army. You know, nobody talks about all the stuff they pump into their soldiers. I have the anthrax vaccine in me. Are you kidding me? Nobody said anything and nobody said, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to march on the Capitol. I'm not, these are stupid people. Stupid people have had a ticket lately to just be stupid. They're not, you know, under their little white hoods anymore. They're not, uh, and I'm not saying they're all racist. I'm just saying that's a lot of them are. <laughs> that's just a, you know, a fact right there. Uh, man, I, I don't understand See, the people that didn't want to wear the masks and the people that used to, I'm so glad that shit for now, hopefully, is just not a thing anymore. Because I'd be at Safeway down the street and they had little arrows that say, hey, stop, don't go this way. This is a one way, like each of the aisles were one way. You could zigzag through the whole store and just be fine. But these stupid sons of bitches couldn't even handle small little rules, just little just the little things that are asked of you. It's that you can't put a oh how long are you normally in a store for? Twenty minutes? Thirty minutes? And you can't wear a mask for that long. Come on, people, you know the assholes at the airport, even now. Wear a mask. That's what you Nobody thinks you're cool. Nobody thinks you're being rebellious. Nobody thinks you're like a martyr by any means. We all think you're stupid. Just stupid. And the same people that didn't want to wear the masks are the same people that are like, I'm not getting vaccinated. And then they walk around without a mask and then we're getting spiking COVID numbers again. And yes, I have questions about all of it. Every bit of it. I question everything. Absolutely. Does it seem fishy? Oh God. Yes, absolutely. But I'm just doing what's been asked of me. That's it. I haven't turned into a zombie. I haven't turned into a Cronenberg Brandon yet. Uh, Catch the Rick and Morty reference. I, I, No one's died yet. No one's had any adverse side effects that are true. All this made up bullshit. And, you know, it's these freaking Trumpers, these QAnon people. It's just down. It's stop. 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 It's up to the rest of us at this point to just call these people out and say, you're stupid. You're stupid. It's not hard to say. I know some of you may be afraid to say that because you're afraid of conflict and confrontation. And I can't blame you for that because stupid people don't know when to stop. But I've always I'm I'm like a self-appointed societal police officer, you know, because you can't rely on the real police to do hardly anything these days. They're, you know, they're scared to do anything and they're afraid and they're understaffed. And a lot of them are just lazy and pieces of shit. And a lot of them are not. But in my own case, it's like when I see someone driving 75 miles an hour, I like to get in their lane and slow them down. I'm just that guy, okay? I'm sorry. Just, I'm not the asshole in this situation. Trust me. I'm being an asshole to an asshole, which kind of cancels it out. Anyways, I'm not going to get negative. This is not a rally. This is not a, you know, a big speech by any means. But get the jabs, man. Just put the damn needles in your arm. And I, I hope... I hope that they make it mandatory. I do. It's mandatory to get a driver's license, isn't it? Yeah, you have to keep that little plastic thing in your wallet at all times. Just got mine back. Trust me. I love having it in there. Makes me happy. Um, <laughs> it's mandatory to get a library card if you want to take out a, li- a book from the library, isn't it? Ah, what am I talking about? Nobody goes to the library anymore, do you? <clears throat> I think it should be mandatory if you want to fly anywhere. Guess what? Show your card, man. And then there'll be fakes and all that. I get it. You know, it's it's a mess. But I have no proof that it's a hoax, the whole thing. I don't have any proof that it's not. But I'm just doing what's asked of me. I didn't want to put the needles in my arm, but I did. I haven't had a flu shot since, like I said, the since I worked at the hospital, what, almost 20 years ago. Oh, God, people. Why? It's just the same. It's the same people, too. It's these ignorant sons of bitches, these freaking left wing nutcases, these fanatically religious people. And I have nothing against Republicans and, and people that believe in whatever they believe in. It's not them I'm talking about. It's the ones that are fanatical about it. It's a small percentage with big mouths. And I'm just tired of you people. I'm tired of you people. Put the damn needles in your arm. Shut your stupid mouths. QAnon was a couple of freaking guys in their 20s that just started a website and you all fell for it. How stupid do you feel? How stupid are you? And that's it, man. That's all I got to say about that. I just had to put a little note down. Ah. <sighs> Anyways, I've been repairing bridges. (laughs) Let me go back to that. I've been talking to a couple of ex-girlfriends lately, not in an attempt whatsoever to, like, uh, get back with them. That's not what I'm looking for ever with anybody. I just, these are people you had great times with, and these are people that, for some reason, it got negative or just silent. And it's it's just nice. You know, I don't want to be that guy in my deathbed, hopefully, in about 30, 40 years that's just like, Oh, I wish I would have called that person. I, I, I still have regrets about this or that was negative. I, I don't want to be that guy. And there's some that are too far gone. And there's some that I'll never forgive, you know, for what they've done. Um, like, you know, my ex wife, believe it or not, I was married these decades and decades ago and she was just a piece of shit all the way around. And, uh, yeah, Danielle, if you're stalking me for some reason, which I wouldn't doubt. Cause she was absolutely insane. You're a piece of shit. You know what you did? And, uh, That's all I'll say about that. But it's cool to talk to like my last girlfriend, Aeon, from like four years ago, which, yes, I've not had a girlfriend in four years. I don't, like I said, I'm happy with what I've got going on. And and, uh, if I need my stuff handled, I'll handle it myself. Trust me, and nobody does that better to me than I do. But it's just cool because Aeon has a daughter named Ayana, and I love that little girl. She was like. My little girl, you know, she's my friend. I would love, and we did a show called too sweet and I would love to restart doing that show again or something different. She's amazing, talented, beautiful, awesome little girl. So, and her mom and I, you know, we were really good friends and it just went the wrong way. And I've probably said things on this podcast about her, but it's, uh, it's cool, whatever. And my friend, Laura, who I've known for years and years and years and years, uh, had a little falling out and you know, we're talking again. So it's just cool. People argue, people fight, brothers and sisters, fight family fights, friends fight. We fall in and out of favors with each other, but it's always feel, it always feels good to have them back. And it's, it's just familiar territory. It's a little bit of home. And, um, I dig it, man. It's cool. I, and, and I'm, would love to reach out to everybody except for like a very, very few people out there. I'm, I'm talking like four. And I don't even know who they are. I can think of two names. And uh, they can just, like, if their heads rolled down the street, I'd be like, oh, look at that. Like, <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it wouldn't faze me. I'd be pleased. But, um, yeah, they're worthless. Uh, but everyone else that I've ever, you know, had an issue with, if you're listening, right, call me up, man. Look me up on Facebook. This is like a easy time of our existence to contact each other and say hey I'm sorry whatever uh Sam Udell who goes by Dak Draper and Ring of Honor honestly I couldn't stand that guy (laughs) like I just couldn't I freaking hated him I had a part in bringing him into wrestling and helping him get going and stuff like that I take no credit for his success he's with Ring of Honor now and that's amazing but I got to go out there to Baltimore and, and hang out with him and just uh shoot the shit a little bit man and uh, congratulations to him and uh his soon to be wife now he's getting he got engaged and uh yeah man that's it's just shit like that dude all it takes is a conversation it really that's a, that's it you know, am i am i for everybody no can i stand hardly anybody <laughs> no but it's just cool to um you know someone you have history with or just just to repair that bridge and mend it and seal it up nicely with some of that uh what's that black spray paint that they sh- sh- sprayed on the bottom of the boat that had the the screen door on and it still floated what that water seal stuff I don't know what it's called it's got the guy hey come on here water seal blah, 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 blah. that guy you know um Billy Mays here talking about this black stuff that <laughs> talking talking about my black stuff yeah anyway yeah if you if you if you're on the fence with anybody, especially family, if you've got a brother or sister you ain't talked to in a long time, or even a kid or a parent, it's time we're all gonna be dead soon, literally like the older I get, the more that comes into focus I'm like i'm gonna be dead soon. Why am I waiting around to uh, connect with somebody or apologize or get something done? It really doesn't make any damn sense. oh. <sighs> Said so there's going to be some new podcasts. Um, this has been a feat. I <laughs> supposed to be doing one with Heath. Supposed to be doing one with Mike Bennett. I don't think either one are going to happen. To be honest with you, it's like you can only push, 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 push. Doing, like I said, I love both these guys. I think I talked about it last episode that we're getting ready to start. I actually recorded an episode, and uh, it's just. It's not the right time, so I'm putting that out of my head. It's not like I don't have enough to do. I wasted a lot of time uh, putting these things together, a little bit of money, too, and it's just like, mm, it's just, it's just mm, mm. No, don't get me wrong. I love them to death. They're busy people. They have things going on. They're, uh, it's not like me. I can get on here and say anything. And no one's going to crush my career or the media is not going to blow up about it. These guys, the wrestling internet community is rough on these popular pro wrestlers. So if they say the wrong thing, they come off the wrong way or any of that stuff, it could literally mean the end of their career. Um, Not everyone's like Jim Cornette where that is his career. So he can say and do whatever he wants. It's not going to hurt him. He doesn't work for anybody. You know, Mike's with Ring of Honor. He's with uh, Impact. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's just on pause for until they make it happen. I'm I'm done pushing. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. I can't I can't take. uh, Yeah, I I I like to get things done. I when I say I'm going to do something, it gets done. If I say I'm going to do something, it will happen. And if somebody says they're going to do something with me, then I expect it to happen. But I, I'm 100% in at that point, and I'm driving in 100 miles an hour. When it doesn't happen, I'm just like, oh, okay. But I get it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not disparaging them whatsoever. I, I get it. And it takes me a while from being excited to being like, okay, moving on. I was very excited about this thing. I think it could have been great for both of them as well as myself. And uh, you only get so many opportunities to get things done. And uh, just knowing how our my banter is with both of these guys, uh, it would have been good, and it possibly will be good. So to stay tuned on that. <coughs> I'm an old man now. I can make these noises. Whew. Checking my emails real quick to make sure. Ah, oh, new subscriber. Nice, cool. Marriott offering me discounts. I like that. I went to Seattle, uh, not Seattle, but like Olympia, Washington, about a couple months ago. Rented a van and lived in the van the entire time for four days. And I've talked about this so much on this podcast that it's probably old news at this point. But I want to do it again. I got to be in Florida uh, in September filming with Eva Leese. And uh, most likely filming with Chelsea Green, and filming with Ring of Honor, and then filming with Ayana for the Two Sweet Show. She lives down in Florida now, and filming with uh, Laura for a cooking show. So that's a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't I, I like living like the hotel life, but I'll be damned, dude! Like a hundred day, hundred bucks a night is just. I've always thought like Some hotels are pretty good, but if if you don't spend more than seventy bucks a night, you're going to be in a flea bath. It's 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 not okay. I, I'm a hotel snob now. I remember just pulling over and sleeping anywhere. I didn't give a damn what my hotel room looked like, as long as it was cheap. I didn't care. I was like twenty nine dollars when I was on tour. Like just there's a hotel. There's a Motel Six, whatever. Super Eight. I don't give a shit. Just get in there, give me a bed. I'm out. Wake up in the morning. I can't do it anymore, man. I can't. I'm just a germaphobe at this point, not because of COVID. No, I've always been a germaphobe for like the last 10 years. So yeah, I have to spend like a hundred bucks a night or 80 to a hundred bucks a night to uh, get a room. And if I'm down there for a week and a half, you're talking two days with each thing. That's 10 days, week and a half. You're talking a thousand dollars just for hotels. When I could rent a van for forty bucks a day, put a mattress in the back, put you know a little cooler in the back, put my little wardrobe, all my camera equipment, and just do it that way. I think it's just it just makes more sense to me. Um, I got a little battery thing, like a little portable battery station that charges up everything, so I don't have to keep the van rolling. Uh, I got fans that I can plug into cigarette lighters that actually plug into the battery thing. My love for that whole RV van thing is just, it's back and it's deep. And I eventually I'd love to get a class C RV and just have a live in the damn thing. Like not all the time, but most of the time. And when I'm on the road, I don't see a reason to be home. If I can edit on the road and I have someone watching my cat or something at home and just, I don't see a reason to be home. I don't, I I just want to go film stuff and then edit and then film stuff on the road. I, that's all I want to do and enjoy that kind of life where it's a different adventure every day, wake up in a different city every day. I've got shows that we film literally everywhere, all over the country. And that's what I want to be doing. Like, I want to be able to call up Gallows down in Georgia and say, hey, I'm going to be coming through. Let's do something. Let's get an episode out. Then I'll go down to Florida and film with Evil East and all the people we have that I just mentioned in Florida and say, hey, Let's get some stuff done. Then I'll drive down to Louisiana and just film something down there. And then I'll drive down to Phoenix and film with Hillary and I'll go up to, you know, Seattle and do all the shows that we're doing up in there here pretty soon. And LA and Vegas, especially we got like three shows in Vegas coming up. Like <clears throat> it's crazy. I can go up to Detroit and just park in my mom's driveway and just hang out there for two weeks or something and uh, spend some time with her. I, I that's just so much. Fun. It sounds like so much fun. I mean, and that's the kind of, I mean, if I'm going to do that stuff, it, it'd have to be like a big class C RV or something that would be, uh, suitable for that kind of stuff. I couldn't really do that in a regular van. I mean, I could absolutely could do that. I've seen it done. I'm a big fan of van city van life with Chrome and cruise dog. And I, uh, Love watching that on YouTube. I suggest you do as well. It'll take you a few episodes to get addicted to it, and then you'll be watching it every day like I do. He puts out stuff every day. I watch Matt's RV reviews and things like that just constantly, every day. So we got to attack Florida here pretty soon, and uh, I think I'll be renting another van. I filmed that whole trip to to Washington State and back. I have it all on my computer, but when I try to edit it, it has like some filter on it. That makes it almost unwatchable. I don't know how to get this like color filter off of there. It makes no sense. I didn't put it on there. So uh, what, I, I, I have no idea why it's on there. I would have been done with it and released it already, but it's, it won't go away. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But if I do this Florida thing next month as well, I'll definitely be filming that whole thing as well, which means I would have to drive from Colorado to Florida. man. That gas is going to be crazy because last time it was like twice as much as I thought it was going to be for gas. Uh, Plus, gas is through the freaking roof right now, so that doesn't help. Yeah, They get you one way or another. Uh, So, my kid is, like I said, back in school. He's there right as I speak right now. I am such an emotional asshole when it comes to this kid. And, yes, he's going on 14 and he's not as much of a dad fan as he was at one point i have thousands of pictures of us just smiling and videos and all the and memories of just all of this being so close so close to where this kid would just crawl up on me like as a baby not know, even just a couple years ago and just fall asleep and just i'd wake up the, some stinky sweaty kid drooling on me and as gross as it sounds it's just I love that stuff, man, I, but I, he's like a little man now and it's and first of all, I don't want a 14-year-old kid sleeping on me and drooling on me. It's that's that's weird now. It's kind of funny how it goes just into being weird. Like, okay, that's just weird now. But uh I miss that though. I miss that closeness. I don't want any more kids, so I'm not thinking of that. I don't want to deal with anybody else's kids, but I just miss that closeness that we had. And he's so damn independent and like The only words I get from him are like, okay, or I don't know. That's it. That's all he ever says is okay. And I don't know. Like what happened to all the words that he used to speak? They just like buried inside of him or something. It's, um, yeah, it kind of sucks to be a, you know, a dad when a kid starts going through this stuff. And I don't know if he was affected by COVID. Like he didn't have it, but just being home for over a year and a half, Not going to school, not having any social skills, not doing anything really. He didn't do didn't do school. He would have failed if it wasn't for no child left behind or whatever that's called now. Hmm, man, it just sucks. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't suck to be his dad. We're we're still close. We still goof around. It's just nothing like it used to be. It's all video games now. It's all just you know. He thinks he knows it all. I never thought he'd be that kid. And I'm not complaining about my son. I love my son very much. I see other people's kids, and I'm like, ugh, thank goodness for mine. But, oh, man, I just miss it. And I and when I drop him off at school, even now, when he's, you know, <laughs> he'll be in high school next year, uh, I, get, I get upset. I get a little sad every time. I'm, and I've always been like that when I drop him off, just... I get a little emotional and just thinking of, you know, all the shit that I went through in school and there was a lot of bad stuff that I went through in school, but different day, different age. I'm hoping that uh kids have a little easier now. I just wish him the best. I hope he gets a girlfriend. I hope he starts making friends again. He's not had friends in a year and a half and that makes me sad. Um, I reach out to like, you know, other people with kids now. I'm just like, Hey, what are your kids doing? And <laughs> it sounds creepy and shit, but, what are your kids doing? Do they want to have a hang out with my kid? I won't use the word play date. That's awful. But, you know, they want to just hang out or something or like, man, for the longest time though, I was his best friend. That's just how it was, man. God, I can't believe I got all these little muscle guys, hundreds of them, like literally hundreds of these things. And I've just added 12 more. So I collect the stupidest shit. Like I told you, my bathroom has like silly signs all over it because I like to laugh while I'm pooping. I guess it helps it come out. Um, I have road stuff everywhere, like from all the Asai TV travels and different things I've done in my life. I've got that stuff is everywhere. I, I went out and bought these mixed tiles. I have like 50 of them, these little things where you send them pictures and they send them back and they're already framed and you stick them to the wall. I have those everywhere. I love them. They're great. I have, uh, goodness, man, uh, like Rick and Morty comics. I have a whole hallway full of those. I got, Oh, geez, man. This is so much crap. Uh, I still have my LJN wrestling action figures from the 80s as well. And I keep adding to that collection because, uh, like, I got to be friends with the people at High Spots in, in Charlotte and uh, just keep finding them in different places. And I'm also in a Facebook group for that as well. Man, am I getting old? Am I that guy now? Am I, like, the old guy who's or the old person that's just like, oh, there's well, our Facebook group for that. I'm going to go talk to like-minded people. and. Yeah. My son's not the only one who has no friends. Like (laughs) I have very few friends, let alone girlfriends or anything like that. Like I get no loving. Like I get no, I don't have like a friend here in town. That's like, Hey, come over for dinner. Like I don't, I don't have that. And that's my fault. I had had plenty of opportunities for that. And I'm such a business minded person that it's hard to, break away and be a normal person. And I've said this before. I, d- I don't know how to like go on vacation. I don't know how to uh, do any of that. Do any of you relate to this stuff? Cause I, I'm saying a lot of things here to pertain to me. And yes, it is my podcast and yes, you are listening to it. And that's probably what you expected for me to talk about me stuff. But you, do you, like, is there anybody out there? Is there anybody in Colorado Springs needs a friend? No, I'll be your friend. Oh, <sighs> Man, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, get to these questions. I actually got a few of them. Put out a post. Again, on Fe- I'm on Facebook way too damn much, man. Oh, here's a new one. Oh, Hillary Harris from The Drink. All she writes is, crap, I suck at this stuff. I just said I needed a couple questions. Like, anybody got any? And she goes, crap, I suck at this stuff. Why even write that? <laughs> it's... Don't write anything. Uh, Okay. Uh, Here we go. This is a somber. Like, usually there's a lot more energy to this podcast. I didn't do one. I only do these when I want to. I don't have a set schedule. uh, And I like it that way. And I'm not going to have a set schedule unless they start paying me to have a set, whoever they are. Unless I start getting paid to have a set schedule. I'm not some big superstar that gets, you know, 50000 To a million listens like every time I put something out. Now I'm Brandon who gets a thousand if I'm lucky. And uh, man. But I did get some questions. And I'm happy about these. I actually got really good questions. Well not all of them but some of them are good. Because I get so many repeats and just like just dumb questions like you know. What's your favorite soda pop? Like What? It's squirt, in case you want to know, but that's not one of the questions. Ah, uh, the collector of souls would like, <laughs> That's what he wanted to be known as. Wanted to know, and I think I've had this question before, but it's been a while, so what is the worst sex I've ever had? To which I will reply I've never had bad sex. Because I'm always awesome. No, um <clears throat> like in my early twenties. And I'll put this all on me too. It's like totally my fault. I couldn't hold it for more than like, I was a six pump chump, man. I was terrible. Like literally I felt so bad. Like for anybody who would even attempt to touch anything down there, like it would just end. That's just it. It would just uh, 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 end gone. So the worst sex I ever had was because of me, because I could not hold it. And it wasn't for like, a couple times here and there or with certain people. It was like for two years, I was terrible. So I don't know what happened because now I have the opposite problem. Like literally I can go forever. And there's like certain tricks, which I'm not going to tell you people because you don't need to know this stuff unless you're coming over later. And then I'll give you all the, all the goods, but there's like certain little things you have to do and it's not sticking a finger up my ass or anything. No no, I'm just saying there's like certain things you like say and like I, I'm going to stop there. Uh that'll make me, you know, complete the deal, but uh worst sex I ever had, yeah, early 20s, me, terrible, awful. Uh newest aside TV show that you're most excited about. Um there's so many. Holy crap. Uh like this thing with Chelsea Green. I I'm Crazy pumped about that one. It's just a new concept, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, oh, geez. There's this, like, Josh Morningstar is a country writer and a performer. Uh, we're going to go around city to city. I just talked to uh, Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister, uh, his manager, too, uh, about any number of different things. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. Uh, <clears throat> man, uh, there's like this thing with Renee Paquette. I'm hoping it still is a thing. I haven't heard from her in a little while, but she's got a little baby. She's got her own podcast, which does way better than mine. And uh, she's a busy lady. So I uh, don't bug her too often. I'm that guy though. I like to communicate. I'll send out a, a text or a, a message every couple of weeks just to kind of say, Hey, I'm still here. Just, you know, keeping, keeping myself fresh in your mind. So I'm hoping that still happens because I love cooking, uh, filming cooking shows, and uh, she seems like the coolest person on earth. And I keep hearing that from everybody else I work with. Uh, Nathan Orton, stand up comedy, New York show. I've, we've talked about that plenty. I know I'm forgetting something. Uh, there's, a, there's a new thing I'm doing called On the Roadside. We already filmed that M- Meow Wolf, and I haven't put that together yet because I want to get about four or five episodes done before I release the show. Um, it's nothing worse than having a show out there that has like one episode. It just sucks. So I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, But it's called On the Roadside. It's just cool things, like cool stuff on the side of the freeway, like just cool places, and it could be anything, really. It's going to be a voiceover show. I'll probably do the voiceover myself with this voice right here. Hey, welcome to On the Roadside. Yeah, Mother Um, Freaker. There's so much stuff I'm looking forward to. We're filming more with Steven Piercy here pretty soon. Uh, Nothing to Lose was a... uh, Yeah, mild success. We got a lot of subscribers. Unfortunately, a lot of people just wanted to watch that. And then they canceled because they suck. And I'll say that to their faces if they were here. But yeah, uh, we're a small business, family run business, and uh, we need your subscribe, your subscription. So when you cancel, I literally flip off my phone or computer every single time and say horrible things about you. So that's just what happens. There's nothing you can do about it except for not canceling. Uh, but yeah, there was all kinds of shows. That was Raj that asked that question. Um, Jason Knoll, who used to be in ACW, wants to know when Asylum Wrestling's coming back. Shit, man, I have conversations about it all the time. Uh, there's a million ideas. It's just a matter of uh, network. Yes, side TV network has to have success first, big success, and then that might come back later. So, um, oh, my aunt. Says hope all is well. She just texted me. That's very nice to hear from her, Susie. I will continue that conversation after we continue our conversation. Ah, uh, Sean wants to know. What is the weirdest thing? What is the weirdest thing that you see right now, dude? That's uh. <laughs> uh, if you've been to this office, there's weird stuff everywhere. I'm looking at massive swords and battle axes. There's skulls I have an autographed iron chic Funko pop. There's all these little moldorama things we got at the Henry Ford museum. Uh, I got that big purple bug zapper. There's a action figure of me. There's a alien shaped uh, tequila bottle. This is just what I'm seeing right now. Uh, there's just, this just weird shit everywhere, man. My cat is weird. I have a thousand stuffed bears that we get from Target. We call the Barringtons. They're everywhere. They're super comfortable, and I love them. Uh, I got a plant who's like three, eh, about a fourth of the way dead, but he's been hanging on for years. Uh, these little muscle guys. <laughs> you can't, can't get any weirder than that. Pink Floyd stuff everywhere. Uh, South Park stuff. I just found this can, the Maxwell House... Uh, coffee can that Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors was growing up in so I bought that at a uh, flea market actually my mom bought that for me she snuck and bought it for me uh, so I just got that in Detroit recently there's an alligator head that I got in Louisiana there's a uh, little luchador guys I got in Los Angeles uh, dude I mean there's this I have to do like a YouTube thing show about it. all my crap because there's a story behind every single thing and uh, that's what I love about it. My house is like a museum to a side TV and to, like, I guess my life in general. So it's uh, <clears throat> pretty crazy stuff. But, yeah, it's, that's what I see that's weird right now. What is my f- favorite family activity from jams with a Z? Lately, uh, my mom and I, uh, since she's lost a lot of weight, she can get around more. Uh, we've kind of discovered that we enjoy going to antique markets and this thrift shops and things like that. And just seeing what they got. We were in—I uh, was in Detroit about a week and a half ago, and we just went all over. a Couple in Frankenmuth, Michigan, which we love. Frankenmuth. Um, if you've never been to Frankenmuth, book it. Book it. Just go to Frankenmuth in, in the in the warmer months, not in the winter. Actually, the winter's nice too. Just make sure it's not too wintry. But uh, there's like Milligan, I think, is a city outside of Frankenmuth. We went like 20 minute drive to go out there just to look at a couple. Antique stores, thrift shops that smelled like pee and dust. Uh, But we found stuff. We, you know, she found the game Racco. Remember that? Like, we played it with uh, her and my son, like, for hours, and we had a great time doing it. Uh, I found some crazy signs for my bathroom. I found uh, a big wooden block sign that uh, I keep right here next to my suit of armor that says, "You can't make everybody happy. You're not a taco." Um. (laughs) <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. I love going to the ones around here, too, but I love going with my mom. And uh, I don't like going with my mom and my son at the same time because he's faster than me and she's slower than me. So I'm stuck in the middle and going each way like, OK, people, I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> but I'm really proud of her for getting out and doing stuff. And uh, there was a couple years there where I couldn't get her out of the house. Like, literally, she's just locked in, like afraid of the world and. Uh, self-conscious and just unhealthy and every time we did go out she'd get sick so it's really cool that uh she's uh shedding the weight and getting out and doing stuff with us because we're not going to be around forever <sighs> as far as my kid he likes hurting me she we play airsoft we does the place down the street that we go to he shoots me and lights me up he's kind of a jerk um Loves beating the crap out of me. We like watching John Oliver together in South Park and things like that. uh, I try so hard. (laughs) Like I said, he's almost 14 and he's going through that stage. But I try so hard to find us for things that we can do. And it gets harder and harder by the year. So, um, I just like spending time with the kid. I just wish we'd converse more. And that's kind of where that is. Favorite Asai TV, um... Favorite thing on a side TV that you filmed with your son from Ian? I think I worded that different, but that's fine. Uh, I get the gist. <clears throat> uh, we do a show together called Father, Son, Spooky Ghost. Father, Son, and the Spooky Ghost. That was a lot of fun because he really came out of his shell, and he's doing voiceovers, and just watching him grow as a on-screen talent, whether he wants to do it or not. Um, and just hanging out in spooky places and watching them thrive. And I, I give him a lot of liberty and a lot of free reign to kind of do whatever he wants on it. So it was just really fun to collaborate with him. So, But uh, I think maybe flying over San Francisco in three little planes for his show, the BBX Mauser show. Uh, that You can't really top that. We flew over the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and Alcatraz and all that stuff. We had an awesome pasta dinner afterwards. And it's all on the show. It's all on its ITV. So go there and get that now. Uh, FMK. I know who this is from. Sid. <laughs> I guess that means fuck, Mary, kill. Oh, Jesus. Um, Melania Trump, Michelle Obama, or AOC, which is... Alexandria Cortez. Is that her name? I don't, I just call her AOC too. Um, that's kind of hard because I mean, I'll just go ahead and kill anything with Trump. So she's dead. Um, I mean, she's an attractive woman. I kind of feel bad for her, but she's kind of proven to be a piece of shit in her own right. So there you go. I'd probably F AOC because she's gorgeous. I mean, just, and I'd marry a Michelle Obama because I would spend my life with that <laughs> that looking at me at all times. Please, yes, just give me that too. Uh, I guess the 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 F and the M could go either way with AOC or Michelle Obama. I think they're both taken though, so I don't shouldn't say such things. Uh, Ronnie wants to know uh, favorite Olympic moment. I'd have to say when the uh, wait wait this year like. <laughs> There was none. I even I didn't watch thirty seconds of the Olympics. And I only say thirty seconds because I think I watched it for twenty nine seconds by op by, by accident. It like came on after something. And then I changed it. I, I don't congrats to all the athletes. That's awesome. Whatever. I used to like watching it when I was like really young and there was nothing else on the TV to watch. But I didn't watch any of it. I don't care about the Olympics. It's whatever, man. They're Amazing people doing amazing things. Congratulations. But more divisive stuff. Like, whose country is going to get the most? Who gives a shit? Just, just play and have fun and make money with sponsorships. And I hope it works out for everybody. <laughs> oh, Here's the one I put last uh, from Ange. Um, and I... Did I say her name? It was supposed to be anonymous. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm not going to edit it out because I'm way too lazy, but I didn't say her whole name. I didn't say her last name. I didn't even say her full first name. So, Advice for your wife. Advice for the wife of a cheating husband. And that puts me in a weird situation because I know that who you are and I know your husband. And I, I haven't talked to either one of you in a long time, like in person, but... I mean, you're hot. Come over here. Like, just cheat on him. I, I, (laughs) I, I honestly, I don't, I'm not the guy to ask for marital advice because I'm, will never be married again. I'm not even that person to ask for relationship advice, but maybe I am because I'm so out of it that I can see in, it's just, uh, first of all. If you're a guy and you're going to cheat on your wife and you're locked into this contract and this marital stuff and you're living together and you're sharing kids and things like that, dude, just be honest. Like, say, hey, in the beginning, be honest. I like to screw around. I like to have an open relationship. It's not that hard. Because nine out of ten times, especially this one, they're going to say the same thing. Um. They're going to be, they're going to be, yeah, I'll I'll get to bang other people and we could, I don't know, man. It's, I just, I have such a warped vision of relationships now where it's like, I'll never settle down and never say never. First of all, I I get that. I should never say never, (laughs) but I, uh, I, I don't just, just, if you find somebody who's just so perfect and it stays perfect first of all, don't marry them right away. Don't marry them in a year, marry them in like three or five years. Just don't do that to yourself. Don't lock yourself into something that you can't get out of very easily. And me, I've always had one foot out the door, no matter what situation that I've been in, because it's just easier if that fails to just, okay, I'm out of here. Like I've been pretty upset with some breakups and stuff, but I just, uh, ultimately didn't care that much. A lot of it was for show. yeah, I've shed some tears. I'll admit it, but a lot of them are just to make that person feel better or just to uh, I don't know I like acting. If someone's gonna be a dick to me, I'm gonna be a dick back. you know it's and, and even that, I don't even care anymore. like I could be with somebody right now for a year and I truly believe this and they call up and said, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. I would say cool. Because I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. It's pretty simple. But these things have expiration dates. I think there should be a contract like, okay, you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah. You want to be my boyfriend? Yeah. You want to change our statuses on Facebook because that's what makes it official? Yeah. Cool. I'll tell you what. Let's do this for a year. Let's do it for a year. And if it's not working, we go our separate ways. But we have to make it a year or six months, whatever you guys want to do. But if it is going well, let's do it for another year because that way you're putting it in your mind. It's kind of a mind trick on yourself to, I'm not locked into this next April. I'm going to be making a decision and we're both going to be making this decision. And if we both want to re-up for another year, it's just like leasing a car. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. We're going to do this for a year. Then you can have like this big party, this big celebration or something. It'll be fun. That's if if I was to get into another relationship, that's what I would say. Let's do this for a year. What do you think? Cool. Let's plan as much crap as we can make this year as good as we can possibly make it. And then you sit down at the table, you sit down over dinner, you sit down with some drinks, you write out all the reasons you want to stay, all the reasons you think you should go, things you should work on, things that are perfect. You compare notes. And then at the end of it, you say, are we going to do this again? Yeah, Let's do another year. Perfect. And you do that every damn year. I think that's a fun way to do things. And I don't think it's insulting. I don't want to get married and be like, do I need to do a prenuptial? And all that is like, I think people get married because they want to have the wedding. I think that's what it is. I think people are already married by the time they get that to that point. So. If you just want to have a party, then have a re-up party. It's a re-up party. We can re-up it whenever we want. Why do we got to sign a contract and get the government involved? It's just... Anyways, you asked, and that really has nothing to do with your situation because you're already married. Uh, If if you're unhappy, leave. You only have one kid with this guy. I, I know your situation. Leave. My son is fine. Me and his mom have not been together since 2008. We're friends. I bought her a gift last week, a couple days ago. She loved it. We're we're his parents. That's what we're meant to be. We're not meant to be anything else. I'm happy for her and her new husband and her life and all that. I think it's great. She's the total polar opposite than I am. And that's cool, man. My kid needs that. But you can leave. Your kid's still young. He's gonna understand you know eventually he'll, he'll get used to it that's all he'll know like right now he's not even like retaining these memories so just go get different houses like figure out life if he wants to fuck around then he has free reign to fuck anybody now and if you're jealous about that you're dumb don't be jealous I don't mean to call you dumb but don't the jealousy is a stupid thing it really is concentrate on yourself do things for you Within two weeks, you'll be like, I love my life. I guarantee it, especially you, because you're a wild child. And uh, (laughs) anyways, that's all the marital advice I've got. (laughs) Let's see. I'm going to make a phone call real quick here and see if we're ready to talk to our secret, not so secret surprise, not such a surprise guest. Chelsea, is that really you? It's me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What do I what have I done to deserve such an honor?
1: Oh, my. Tell me about it. I am the busiest woman on the planet. No, actually, it's you know, it's really nice. Like, I've been busy on the weekends, but during the weekdays from about Tuesday to Thursday, I just get to relax and do stuff like this.
0: What are you doing right now?
1: I'm currently lounging on the couch, puppy sitting. Um, There are four dogs with their nose pressed up against the glass outside looking at me, uh, begging for me to go out there and throw some balls for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're living uh, the good life. You went from uh, breaking bones to breaking the internet. Uh, You've been everywhere lately, and uh, that's so awesome to see. Uh, I I just met you at Ring of Honor out in Baltimore, and uh, immediately you're you and I'm sure you've been told this a lot of times but uh you're one of those people that's like you know you for a couple of days and it feels like I've known you for like a year now
1: <laughs> well I love that you said that because I do like I like to be that way I like to be transparent and and just like chat with people like I know them but nobody's actually ever said that to me so thank you <laughs>
0: oh I'm glad to be the first I try to you know I interview a lot of different people like people I grew up like idolizing and people like you that I just met and I try not to ask the questions that <laughs> everyone else does because <laughs> so, I, I, I I do a little research and I'm like oh god it's like I can't believe I asked that question like I'm the 15th person so well,
1: at this point it's like I'm never surprised if you know there's only so many questions that that we can kind of ask each other in this world. So it's tough to to hit something that somebody else hasn't asked. So I get it, you know?
0: Well, we met in Baltimore, and uh, Maria brought me out there. I think Maria brought you out there for the for the women's tournament. And uh, just off the top of my – I noticed immediately that the Ring of Honor is a top-notch organization. Oh, yeah. That is just – I mean, I, I've never had any, like – business period even ones i've worked at back in the day treat me with such hospitality and open arms as uh, ring of honor did and they didn't know me from the next guy i'm just i'm there shooting a documentary and uh they just treated me and i imagine you and everybody was such uh just such a level of respect and like i said open armness is that a word open armness
1: (laughs) that uh no i i totally agree with you and it's not that i was surprised by that But I I was surprised at how just, gosh, like, they're just so... um, They really look after their talent, I guess, is what it is. No matter what you do, everyone seems to know each other, and everyone's so friendly. And it was a very... I I came home from that weekend feeling very positive. The vibes and the energy there were um, very positive.
0: Absolutely. I... Like I said, I'm nobody in the Ring of Honor world, but even, like, the crew guys, like, the people setting up the ring all the way to, like, the top of the production people and the TV people, everybody, to the owner of the company, to the former owner of the company, was just so nice. Like, it was almost like, am I being set up for something? Like
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally felt that way when I left. I was like, oh, my gosh. Everyone was just so nice, for lack of better words.
0: Absolutely. But it was really cool to meet you. It was really cool talking to you. And uh, I originally went through Heath, who you're friends with Heath. Everyone's friends with Heath. And <laughs> and we do the Heath House show, which is about him and his family and career and coming back from injuries and all that stuff. And as soon as all the release stuff happened, I, I told Heath, I said, hey, you're friends with them. Like... You know, I'm 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 over here trying to create breadcrumbs. You know, it's like okay, like gallows led me to you. Now you lead me to them. Get over there, get busy, Heath. And of course, Heath <laughs> is Heath, and he's like, I don't want to bug anybody because he's such a nice guy. Oh,
1: that's so
0: Heath. Yeah, but it
1: really is. But then I
0: found out you're gonna be there at Ring of Honor, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm talking to this person. Like this like this person has a story to tell. So and and, and that's really cool. So we're talking, and uh, we talked uh, a couple days ago about doing a tv show for sci tv about sandy places
1: yes about beaches and bikinis and everything in between which i i mean if you follow me on social media you know i have a passion for bikinis
0: (laughs) Uh, what do you mean by a passion for wearing them creating them uh selling them like advertising them
1: That I could create them and sell them. But at this point, it is just collecting them and wearing them. (laughs) Eventually, I hope to be able to have my own line. But that's just down the road and something that I haven't put 110% into yet.
0: Chelsea Keenies.
1: Exactly. I'm
0: telling you, there's there's the name right there. You got me. Exactly.
1: I'll I'll
0: shoot the first commercial. (laughs) We'll have all this footage from this show. (laughs) But when you brought that up, I started thinking like, well, a beach isn't just sand and water and, you know, people smearing suntan lotion on on their kids. It's there's shops, there's there's surf shops, there's restaurants that rely on the traffic to the beach. There's uh, so there's everything like on the coast of a beach. And I think that'd be really fun to have you who's a, a fan of these places. Um, and I put it like that because I'm not. <laughs> I'm uh I've never been I'm from Detroit. Like, what am I gonna do? Hang out in the Detroit River? No, I'm not gonna do that. Um they don't have beaches in Detroit. You have to drive or fly places to go to beaches. And then I've lost like some cameras. Like I lost a camera in San Diego on Mission Beach. I've it just, you know, <laughs> I've had bad experiences, but I'm hoping this project will fix all that for me. And I'll just love beaches. I'll be like, oh, look at the sand in my camera bag. I'm so happy right now.
1: That's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to make you fall in love with beaches all over again. I mean, I'm from an island in Canada, so that's why I'm very much connected to the coast, um, to exploring beaches and beach towns. So I get why other people aren't, but we're going to change your mind and everybody else's minds.
0: I mentioned this earlier on this uh, show. There's, uh, I'm pretty familiar with Vancouver Island. <laughs> And it's yes. th- and it's through a guilty pleasure. I've never been there, but I watched this show called Van City Van Life. Yeah. It's about a guy named Chrome and his dog Cruz who live in a van, and they basically spend most of their time on Vancouver Island and kind of in that area. And I, it looks so beautiful up there. I didn't realize there was a, a beach community, though.
1: I mean, it really is so beautiful. And we've got on the island the whole island is a is a big beach community but we've got um a really famous kind of area of the island called tofino and that's where we do a lot of the cold water surf competitions and the famous surfers that you've heard of all around the world uh come there and, and surf the waves there so we definitely that is very much like a beach 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 community we've got we've got quite a few of them though
0: that's so cool i i and is this like maybe something that you might think like the, the bikini thing, the beach thing, is that kind of like a fallback? Because, you know, I, I wrestled for 20 years and I know firsthand that our, these things that we call our bodies, they don't seem to last for like like forever. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so is it like something like the <clears throat> the beach business? Because honestly, you could look at a beach and you'll see thousands of people on there. That's a business. Is that something you might want to fall back on or fall back with?
1: Definitely. I just haven't figured out what aspect of that I want to get into. You know, I love bikinis and things like that. um, But I I do have to decide kind of what direction I want to go in with the whole being a gypsy and a beach lover and a bikini lover.
0: (laughs) Well, you're getting married to like one of the hardest working promoter types I think I've ever heard of. So uh, (laughs) um, he might have a couple ideas, I imagine.
1: I definitely think so. And and hopefully, you know, down the road, we can get ourselves a little a little, you know, beach house or cabin or whatever it is. And and then we'll be at the beach nonstop. You know,
0: that sounds like another show we could do, though. Down the road. Down the road. Tell me about it. One thing about me is I don't go anywhere. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you could ask Amy Dumas. You can ask even Maria and all these people. It's like, yeah, he doesn't go anywhere. He's. He'll keep oh, pitching great. you ideas until the grave or his grave. <laughs> but no, I'm really looking forward to it. I just wanted to get your uh, get your voice on here and uh, talk about it for a second to get whoever listens to this show pumped up about it. Uh, what else is going on? I don't want to drown it, drown the conversation and wrestling stuff. Uh, everybody knows what's going on with that. Uh, you're doing Impact. You're doing Ring of Honor. I think you're doing NWA as well. I sure
1: am. Main event of Empower.
0: Really? So this is like yeah. you've done more in the last couple months than you've probably done in the in the previous few years.
1: Oh definitely. In the last three years easily.
0: Gotcha. And you know, every Everyone has their opinions on all that stuff. I'm 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 one of those like somewhat positive guys, even though if you listen to the rest of this podcast, you may not believe that. Um it's my outlet. You know what I mean? You got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. It's an outlet. It's like, okay, I can't be this person in 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 public, so I'll just be a a podcast jerk. Uh whatever. (laughs) Just air my grievances, so to speak. But I'm really excited to work with you and uh and meet the dogs perhaps, perhaps, whatever. What are some of the beaches you think we should start off with? I know you mentioned cocoa beach, and i I love Cocoa beach. I do
1: yeah, my thought is that we start so i'm I'm in Orlando, that's where I'm based out of. So my thought is is that you know, we start small. we start going to kind of the local ones within within a two hour span. and then from there we we kind of then we maybe expand our horizons. but I would love to cast a little bit of light on the local communities around me um, and get some some local businesses in there, whether it be, you know, little acai bowl places, smoothie places, um, you know, places like surf shops and, and bikini stores and things like that. And just, and just show people that there are so many amazing little beach communities in Florida and you don't have to go to the major, you know, we don't need to go to... Clearwater Beach, we all know that's gorgeous. Let's go to the little places, shed some light, um, have a fun day and you know, see where it takes us.
0: One of my most favorite things to do while I'm filming TV shows, uh, and we've got like 35 TV shows that we film in every corner of this country. One of my most favorite things to do, whether it's in like Louisiana in the French Quarter or whatever, is just to walk around with like the host of the show or somebody. And just stop someplace and go. Wow, look at that place! And just walk in, talk to the people, and get a segment out of it. Uh, I got a feeling we'll be doing a lot of that.
1: That's exactly what I imagine. I want to get to know, you know, the locals and and things like that. And um, let's eat some good food and try on some cute bikinis. Maybe not in that order.
0: I am the king of the free meal. I love it. I host that show called Go There Eat That where I've had hundreds and hundreds of meals from the top restaurants in the world to like mom and pop food trucks or whatever. And uh, this show will be no different. So looking forward to it, Chelsea. I know we got some dates that we're discussing. And uh, as soon as you uh, put the green light on that, I put the green light on orbits, and uh, I fly out there. I put a camera in your face and we have a whole lot of fun.
1: I love it, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome.
0: Absolutely. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, I'll see you soon.
1: Thank you. Bye, lady. Bye.
0: That was Chelsea Green. Yeah, we're racking up star power on here. She's taking over the wrestling world, man. Uh, Super, just one of those, like I said, one of those infectious, infectious personalities where it's like, God, you're just like. Awesome. Like, <laughs> and her uh, husband, Matt Cadona is, or Car- Cardona is cart. Cardona. Cardona. Car- Anyways, uh he's just kind of the same way, like just this enthusiastic, like playful. They seem like an awesome couple. I love seeing that. I thought the same thing with Mike and Maria uh, Bennett, Maria Canales. When I first met them, I was just like, God, I just and I say this all the time. I think I mentioned it on the last podcast like, God, these people are just perfect. Like I, I, and I'm sure everyone has their troubles and arguments and stuff, but it's just so cool to see that. And, uh, I love it. So I love working with people that, uh, put me in a good mood. Yeah. It's all about me, right? It's me, 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 me. Um, but it's true though. I, I, she just put me in a good mood. I was bitching about shit for the whole podcast. And then I ended off with a Fun little quick interview with Chelsea Green talking about a project that we got coming up and that gets me excited. I'm motivated. I'm like pumped up about it and I got to get my fat ass into shape if I'm going to be wearing uh, some of these bikinis, I guess. Uh, I hope they have a, uh, an array of sizes and varieties. Uh, maybe I can get away with the onesie. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping my shirt on, especially if it's coming up soon, which I think, like I said, towards the middle of uh, September, I think, is when we're going to start production on uh, Chelsea's show. We don't even have a name for it yet. Uh, if you think of a name, send it in. We'll consider it. I'll send it to her. It's her job to, to name this beast. So, anyways, awesome person, awesome little conversation there. And you're awesome for sticking through this entire podcast uh, and listening to me just banter on for, I don't even know how long I bantered on, but for a while before you got to the fun stuff that you probably wanted to listen to, which was the interview with Chelsea. Why did I say your name like That's creepy shit right there. Chelsea. I was trying to do my radio voice, and it just came off like the world's biggest creeper. Chelsea. I, I, you, you have to say the name Chelsea with some, it, It's it's like a cute little, like, name. Like, Jesse. Like, I, I will never say Chelsea in person, because she'd punch me, but uh, it would like when I see her, I'm going to be like, Chelsea! I have to say it like that. It's it's one of those names. Like, I can't think of another name that you have to say with some enthusiasm. Like, Jesse. You can't say Brandon that way. Brandon! It sounds like you're yelling at me. I don't want you to yell at me. I'm too old to be yelled at. Uh, I got too much shit going on to be yelled at. Brandon! <laughs> that sounded like my mom. Brandon! Clean those god damn dishes you prick she's never called me a prick but not to my face at least i'm sure she has in other mediums i think we're done i (laughs) i don't know how to uh end things i don't know how to like I i don't know how to say goodbye to people so i'm just gonna say uh thank you to chelsea thank you to uh Everybody who's annoyed me this week to give me something to talk about. Thank for everybody who's uh, attached to a side TV. And I will end this podcast right now. I'm going to end it right now with a plug. Yes, Chelsea Green is coming to a side TV. Uh, nothing to lose featuring Stephen Piercy from rat. His life story is on a side TV. Heath it's, it's, from Heath's house. He's on Gallows. Evil uh Amy Duma with the UFO show. Mike and Maria Bennett, Mike Bennett's got a separate documentary called I Love This Shit. It's all on a side TV, not to mention all of our homegrown talent like Eddie and Garrett and Chantel and Gigi and Ricky. And (laughs) there's so many. Even I have a show on the damn thing. My son's got a show. There is over hundreds and hundreds of hours of all original ad free. Television programming on a side TV available on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV and at asytv.com, TV.com. Yes, and we're improving all the time. I had a nice, long conversation with our developer, Mike Moore, who's been on this show before, about all the things that we're getting ready to come up. We're talking 24-hour live streams. We're talking pay-per-view. We're talking full-length movies, all these new shows. We're talking uh, finally connecting the website to the streaming platforms and Oh, there's just so much coming. It's five bucks a month, people. It's five bucks a month, 17 cents a day. What are you waiting for? Don't be don't be that guy. All the cool kids are doing it, and you know that. So get Asai TV now. Again, Roku, most Amazon Fire Stick uh, models, Apple TV and at tv.com And uh, I don't know when I'm doing another one of these podcasts because I do them when I feel like doing them. So, that's when you'll get it. But for now, I love you. And I mean that. I don't think enough people say that to each other nowadays. I don't even know half of you. Probably most of you, I don't know. But I I, I do. I love you. And uh, I'm using that voice again. Chelsea. I hate it. I used to have a pretty good radio voice, like, "Hey, it's five past the hour now. Traffic's looking good through Oklahoma City, and uh, now we're gonna play some Fleetwood Mac." I used to be able to do that stuff really good. Maybe that was okay right there, but and then I'd do the low voice. But now I just sound like I'm waiting in a van outside of a school. This is not good. I don't. Maybe my podcasting days are over. Maybe this was like a wake up call. I do have a sore throat though. I do have a really sore throat and I think it's from playing basketball this morning. I was recording an album again. I'm recording songs for my new album with one eyed Buffalo. That's probably the main thing. Uh, I thought that was cleared up, but when I talk for an hour and a half or however long it's been, I, uh, I guess that, uh, that soreness kind of rears its ugly head. So I've been trying to say goodbye. I told you I'm shitty at ending these things. So if you're still listening, thank you. And, uh, I'm just going to do it right now. I'm just going to cut out, rip off the band aid. Here we go.
1: Bye!